It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. James Brissione is a chef, author, television personality, and culinary instructor. He became chef de cuisine at Frank Stitt's flagship Birmingham restaurant, Highlands Bar and Grill, at age 24. And he worked at Restaurant Danielle and is the only two-time champion of Food Network's Chopped. He's the co-author of Just Married and Cooking and is currently Director of Culinary Development at the Institute of Culinary Education in New York. And he's joining me today on Amy's to Table to talk about this really awesome book, The Great Cook, Essential Techniques and Inspired Flavors to Make Every Dish Better. And welcome, James. So glad to have you on the show this morning. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, it's funny. I can say that I, I, I'm probably putting words in your mouth, but what you're trying to teach us is how to cook and not necessarily be recipe-driven. Am I correct? You know, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, of course, I mean, it's a cookbook, so there are recipes. Right. But you know, we really try to focus so much on technique in this book and, and sort of what you're doing and how you're doing it and try to give you a little bit of that insight to the, to the why you're doing it as well. Uh, you know, we really focus on, on the things that make cooking um, easy and enjoyable, like organizing yourself and, and doing mise en place properly and having everything set up. You know, I love that every recipe begins with a, a beautiful photo of, of all the ingredients you need laid out and how they should be prepared uh, to make the process of cooking easy. You know, it's funny, people that don't practice mise en place and the pre-prep and getting your, your ingredients ready to go often think that it's time consuming or why would I, you know, it's just a waste of time. And clearly they did, they haven't done it because it changes everything, doesn't it? So give us, give us, just stress this a little bit more to everybody listening. Why do you want to pre-prep all of your ingredients? Well, you know, it's, it's, I think what people always say to me, like, oh my gosh, you always, you know, when I see you make that on TV, it looks so easy. Or when I see it, you know, anyone else on TV, it always looks so easy, but it takes me forever to do it at home. I was like, well, you know, look, look at what we're doing. You know, look at what anyone's doing on TV. They have all of their ingredients already chopped and set, and everything's ready to go, and the steps are laid out. And all you, you know, once you get to that point, the process of cooking does become so simple and so easy. And it just takes that little bit of, of organization. And I think, you know, sometimes people feel like they're in a rush and they need to just jump right into it. Um, and they feel like, oh, that's just going to take too long, and I don't really need to do it. It's actually going to help speed up your process, um, really, if you, if you do it and keep yourself organized. Because, you know, inevitably what happens, certainly in, in my little New York City apartment kitchen, you run out of space really quickly. So if you're not super organized, you know, in, this, in the same, you know, that we all, as chef learn, chefs learn working in professional restaurants, you know, if you're not really clean and organized, you're going to run out of space very, very quickly. So uh, you, you want to keep everything compact and, and, and nice and neat, and, and it makes it so much easier and so much more enjoyable. Well, you know, it's funny, James. I would say that if we wanted to get all, you know, philosophical, this is just true about life. If you start practicing mise en place, you'll see how it spills over into your real life. I love the quote from Thomas Keller about the fact that he approaches a trip to a ball game the same way he approaches, you know, getting ready for a night at the restaurant is, do I have what I need? Do I have the right equipment? Have I thought of everything that could go wrong? Do I have it ready to go? You know, I I think it's a great thing. So we hope that's what people will take away from this interview with you today for sure is mise en place. Well, so you get all your ingredients together and then you got to understand what to do with them. And so you're very technique driven in the book and talk a little bit about some of the techniques that you discuss and walk us through that then allow us to step a bit away from the recipe. 
Yeah, so, you know, what we love is, you know, after kind of, after the initial, as, as you get into, the book is really set up as, as lessons. And, and the, the idea is that you're kind of getting your own private cooking school right there in your own home with the book. Um, so once, once you kind of lay out what, what the lesson is going to be, whether it's going to be, you know, soup or a stew or grilling, uh, you know, whatever it may be, um, we go then through step-by-step photos for a, for a master recipe, one that really demonstrates, you know, that technique of, of how to properly grill a whole fish properly or how to roast a chicken. Um, we begin there. We, we walk through the step-by-steps, and then you get variation recipes after that. So you kind of understand this technique now. You're beginning to feel comfortable with it. Now, you know, try out these, you know, these next recipes that throw some different flavors in there or kind of approach the technique in a slightly different way. And I, I love that so much. For example, the the page that's on pasta, you talk about your mise en place. You've got protein, dairy, fresh produce, flavor boosters and staples and equipment needed. So where the variation can come is within the proteins, within the dairy, within the produce, within the flavor boosters. And I mean, it just gives people that built-in confidence to be able to to take it and run once they understand the basic techniques. But one thing I think requires practice and maybe a lot of eating, which is a good thing, is balancing flavor and coaxing out the best flavor and understanding the best marriages of flavors. So how would you, how do you teach us that in the book? Well, I think, you know, you, you kind of hit on the word there, um, already, which is, which is confidence. And it, it's something I mention a lot in the book about, you know, as you're, you're working through your, your, Building your confidence and your and you're becoming comfortable with these techniques, um, it, it is very important, and it only comes through through actually doing it, you know. And and I try to you know remind people, and, and a few times kind of share some of my own, but it also comes through making mistakes. So don't be afraid of them. You're gonna you're gonna mess some stuff up, and some things aren't gonna turn out perfectly, uh, and that's totally okay. Um, but the more you practice, the more you kind of what I was trying to you know, teach, talk to my students about is being engaged in the cooking process. You know, pay attention to what's going on. Listen to the listen to what's happening in the pan, and and watch what's happening in the pan, and smell what's happening, and you know, get at that spoon and taste constantly, and add a little pinch of salt and see what happens, and add another little pinch of salt and see if it gets any better. Um, you know, uh, seasoning and is is kind of a is an ongoing process throughout cooking, and it's not just something that you do in step three because that's where it says it, but you always want to be constantly seasoning and evaluating your cooking. Well, you know, one of the things when you talk about seasoning and evaluating, I think sometimes people can decide that they're going to throw every single spice in their spice drawer in because that's going to clearly make it exciting. And all of a sudden what we've got is a a muddy, you know, taste. You can't really, you can't really distinguish anything. So, you know, when you start, if you were to do a simple pasta, um, you know, do you have sort of a you don't generally use more than three flavor boosters or, you know, what do you think of there? I think, yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely important, you know, that, that more, sometimes more is just more and more is not better. Um, so, you know, so you do want to be, you, you do want to be restrained. I think, you know, especially with a simple pasta, I think you're right, you know, uh, on top of your pasta, you know, you don't need more than, than three ing- three more ingredients probably, you know, three or four. Um, I don't, you know, to me, cheese is a seasoning in pasta, uh, don't, don't count that as an additional ingredient. That's just a, a requisite part. But, um, 
you know, it doesn't, you know, food can be simple. I mean, my, actually, my favorite pasta that I'm making right now, and I, I hate to say it's because it's not in the book, um, but it's leftover, it's leftover hard-boiled eggs and asparagus. <laughs> I'm sure that's you it. you had some decorated eggs for Easter or something, and that's how the hard boiled eggs came in. So, what is it? It's it's hard boiled eggs and what? And asparagus. Mm. And, and you know, good uh, you know, good thick rustic spaghetti. Um, and then pasta water and Parmesan cheese, and, and that's it. And you that's it. Else, and it's delicious. Yeah, and then you can taste each ingredient, which I think is so wonderful. Well, that's the other thing when you talk about experimenting. If you've got good prep and you've got good ingredients and you've planned out what you're going to cook for the week, my sister makes a pasta I have to share with you that is incredible, that she does leftover smoked salmon and borsin cheese with a little bit of lemon. Yeah. Fantastico. And you know, the, the cheese becomes, as you say, it's a, it's a seasoning. It sort of melts around the pasta. It's really good. But so that's it. Having those simple ingredients is important and also makes it more fun for you to cook. Well, so somebody's getting ready. They're inspired by your book. They're inspired by your appearances on television and, and all of that. What would you say, you know, a handful of tips to say, here's how to get started. Here's how to lay the great foundation. Uh, you know, Start with your good knives. Number one, if 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 you're just getting started, just go out and buy one good knife, and and it'll it'll change your life. Uh, you know, have, having a great sharp knife to begin is is one of the most important things that that you can do. Uh, it makes everything else that you do so much easier. Um, you know, so start with that, and then you know what? Do we, why I always encourage people to do is just you know pick out two recipes and go buy the ingredients. Um, and put them in your refrigerator, and you kind of that way you guilt yourself into having to cook because every day that you open your refrigerator, you go, "Oh shoot, that's the asparagus <laughs> is still in there. Oh, uh, those shrimp are down there. They're probably going to start smelling tomorrow. All right, I better cook that tonight, otherwise it's going to go bad, and I just wasted twelve dollars on that. So, you know, let's 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 do it. But you know, set and but also you know set realistic goals. Um, you know, don't flip through and find the most elaborate dish in there and go, oh, well, I'm going to make that because, you know, you might be setting yourself up for failure. Right. Um, start with some simple and, you know, and approachable things um, and, and just and just get in there and, and give it a try. And, you know, chances are it's going to turn out pretty good. James Brizion, thank you so much. What a gorgeous book and great tips. And we're all going to become great cooks by using it. Uh, I hope so. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, James. Stick around for another helping from Amy's table on Q102. Q. It's Amy's table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102.